Good morning, Jake. Ryan, how's it going, man? Were you able to access from your desktop? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound great too. Okay, That's good. cool. Perfect. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm on through the computer. Sweet. Yeah, Anchor is a really convenient app, but uh, for some reason, I'm not able to yet activate a group chat from my desktop. Which it would be way better for me to be sitting there on my microphone too. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, give me, give me one more quick second, if you don't mind, and uh, let me get this situated. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that update, you know, is forthcoming. Hopefully, it does happen to Anchor. Overall, I am happy with Anchor. Actually, like this isn't even a commercial. I would promote it just in general. Gary Vaynerchuk was talking about it three, four years ago, and it took yeah. me a while to really pick up on it. But it's such a convenient thing. I don't know if you know how difficult and and glitchy it is to record calls right super super difficult like, i do uh, a little bit yeah um i'm in filmmaking myself so i've had to do a bunch of these video you know video recordings sound recordings some different things like that so it's um funny you say gary v too i actually had a uh trying to pitch a uh baseball documentary around right now Nice. And, and I had a uh, pitch meeting with their uh, company this week, Banner Media, actually. Cool. So that's kind of kind of synchronistic there. But um, yeah, man, I'm I'm super grateful. I'm super excited to be on this with you. Uh, I appreciate your time, and 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 uh, it's a it's an actual honor to to be talking with you. I've I've been following you guys for a long time, and uh, the work's unprecedented, man. It's 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 truly exciting for me to be on this call. Well, thank you for coming on, Jake. And uh, for perspective, you and I are the exact same age. We're pretty much the same height. Uh, to me, you look like a stand-up guy. I've said this a few times on these recordings now. It's it's pretty sweet, actually. It kind of justifies what Gary's been saying for years and what I've been saying for years now, that uh, Instagram is the best networking tool in the world because it just seems to connect you with people that are exactly on your level, whatever your level is, like whatever you're doing. You have this ability to somehow gather whatever you consider awesome people you have the ability to find them on instagram and most of the time i don't even look at somebody's profile until i'm about to talk to them right and i'm so pleasantly surprised so often i'm like wow this is a stand-up person this, no losers want to talk <laughs> you know it's just yeah. uh, all, all pretty cool people is this uh changing a recording now on you does it sound a little different not to me no Okay, because um, I'm trying, like I said, I'd like to record this myself, if you don't mind. Cool. Um, so I just wanted to make sure. Okay, so that's not weird for you? Nope. Okay, cool. Good deal. All right, I'm Sweet. ready to go, man. Thank you again. This is uh, this is perfect. I Believe it or not, I just dropped my father off at the hospital to get a um, torn rotator cuff and oh, bicep no. fixed. But he's a he's a mess, man. He's I mean, he's a, a, a one huge example why I've been on such a health kick myself and just watching my elders and fathers and grandfathers and just everyone around me being so sick and suffering from so many things. And, you know, he's had neck surgeries and spinal infusions and just they can't fix them, you know, and they've tried all these things. And he has these shakes in his hands and his um you know, it's, it's, you know, so I don't know. They keep thinking this might work. This might work. I don't know, but maybe this will fix a tear, uh, but we'll see what happens, you know? Well, you wanted to talk about veganism, but let me obviously mention some things here that you've mentioned. So when I got into this business, first of all, 
I didn't know in the regular health world that it was really, really taboo to say that you can regrow cartilage. And like, I'm not saying I regrow it. Like I have anything physically to do it. It's not magic, you know, but that I've seen, we've seen, I was just taught, you know, I didn't know it was controversial that you feed the body cartilage and connective tissue and it, it can regrow cartilage. Like it's not, it doesn't seem like brain surgery, but uh, apparently it's, it's extremely controversial and uh, we can't really go out there just claiming it that we can regrow cartilage, but I've seen it happen many times. And even things that, even knowing that though, there was things that I thought you couldn't heal like uh, torn ACLs and just, you know, severe injuries basically. And I asked Dr. Wallach, I said, some things surely you've got to get surgery for. Now, obviously, first of all, most people come to us after surgery anyways. It's just like they're in an accident or something. They just, they just get the surgery. Right. And we, we deal with them afterwards. But Doc has said that you can heal pretty much everything. Torn ligaments and such, all, all that stuff. Like, it's crazy. So there is chance. There is hope. And truthfully, one of the things that I was taught especially we're dealing with a lot of older people in the business before we got on Instagram. Now it's mostly young people, but in the real world, it's mostly older people and they're mostly falling apart. So I was taught in the business that the sicker somebody is, the faster they can heal. Right. right? The worse somebody is, the faster they can turn it around. You know, someone like you, for instance, you don't look like you're in crippling pain. You know, I know there's some yeah. issues, but it's not, it doesn't look like, you know, you, you've had multiple spinal surgeries and all this stuff. Sure. So we've seen people like this, people in wheelchair for various reasons. You know, they're basically immobile and they can pretty much regrow their entire body, whether they're 60 or 70 or 80. But the, the first jolt from their body getting these nutrients, we think of them as like a, a dry sponge. You know, so whenever I hear somebody like, oh, they've had all these surgeries, it's been years, they got all these symptoms, whatever it is shakes and all this stuff if they right. were if they weren't shaking since they were born then you can stop shaking if someone's shaking it's just a sign of something extremely wrong right something's extremely deficient most likely most likely a huge blood sugar problem is going on here that it shakes often has something to do with that that's mineral deficiency also but obviously we would know okay. there'd be multiple like this is just the 90 essential nutrients with a special emphasis on the connective tissue nutrients because that's that's really all it is no matter how bad they've had it before no matter how many pieces have been cut out of them we've had people with multiple stomachs surgeries and all this stuff we can still do better and the worse somebody right. is just the faster that better is if they're at one we can bring them up to six and they feel like a new person you know sure whereas if you're right. sitting, sitting at eight and nine first of all it's going to take you a while to get to 10 probably probably not going to feel that much of a difference right from a healthy person the types of testimonials we're going to get are going to be like yeah, man, I have more energy, you know? Yeah, I have less hunger. Right. Yeah, I don't get headaches anymore. Just really simple things that are not that dramatic. But when, when someone sure. is really, really out, you know, they're really at that number one, they're really at that number two, and they're really hopeless about it, then it's quite easy to bring them that up. Becomes, yeah, yeah, it becomes monumental at that point too. So Especially with things like the Beautiful, man. Like you can dump in liquid, liquid minerals alone. And very mm -hmm. likely, you know, they're going to have some sort of effect on their blood sugar circulation. That's all the limb numbness and the shaking and all that kind of stuff. Okay, beautiful. I will certainly relay that to him, too. I mean, it's, it was kind of strange dropping him off at the hospital and then coming over to this call. You know, it's a, it's a weird thing. Well, it totally happens. Truthfully, what you said at the beginning of this is like everybody's sick around you. That's just very common. Just right. The chances right. of somebody being sick around you as a regular person in the regular population are very high. 
honestly, right? Yeah. We would expect you, whoever, whoever you are, your parents are probably going to have health problems, right? Mine did before the 90 essential nutrients too, right? That's, that's exactly what I said. I looked around and said, wow, everybody's got either diseases, flat out diagnosed right. diseases, or they have a whole bunch of symptoms that are unnecessary. I first started selling like the 90, the first product that I knew of Tangy Tangerine. I started selling that in my tattoo studio, basically doing tattoos and because pretty much everybody I'm working with has crappy skin, digestive problems, all kinds of problems, you know, and as soon as you know, this this is like, wow, this could help you, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, Yeah, it's, you know, I've been on this, uh, this health journey, you know, a long time now, probably about seven, eight years. Um, and I'm kind of a, yeah, I'm kind of a, a unique example. Cause I, you know, I sort of walk these walks rather than, you know, I put, I put my body through these trials. I try these things. I test myself basically. Right. And, um, you know, kind of, you know, to take the floor for a second, I guess, I mean, do, how, how, how where, where, what's the next uh, step here? You, you guide me for now. Well, I was just going to confirm what you just said. Uh, and I, I missed that in the introduction here that you're definitely the type of person who does it? I just wrote here on my notes. He he does it. He actually does it. You know, he's you're actually the textbook example. Like when Wallach's saying, "Look, once you know this information," he said this many times. Once you know this information, you try and go out to the health food store. You're gonna come out with forty bottles of stuff. <laughs> right. You're gonna come out with a shopping bag full of stuff, and you're gonna pay more than what we're pitching right here, right now. So you're a good example of that. I mean, you obviously you've digested <laughs> the information and you have sought answers, and unfortunately, you didn't find us. You know, before you already invested in your seven years in, but it means you've already learned a lot of stuff. And then right. it's very easy to just jump in and tweak that. Like in your case, you asked me my opinion on what you should do to fill in your blanks. I said, just add to 90 essential nutrients because everything you got is going to come up short, of, especially right. of the main mineral categories. And not just the 60 essential minerals themselves in plant-derived form in a quantity that's realistic at a price that's realistic but also the specific formulas that Dr. Wallach and his team have made over the last 25 years. And you know, by far, especially when we're talking about minerals and you're talking about your father and that group, by far, Dr. Wallach's product, it doesn't even compete with anything in the world. There's, there's right. nothing. Just We get sent stuff all the time. A lot of times, it's just like you showed us, right? It's a lot of herbal products and right. maybe they're great products, sure. But the huge majority of things that people ask us about is just nothing to do with herbal. You know, there, there's yeah. some herbs that'll help. And did you see that uh, Athletic Greens product? I didn't look in detail into it, but okay, green okay. a Fair green enough. product, by the way, a green product is in general, that doesn't need to come from us. That's something that kind of everyone should just add on anyways, like a, a chlorella, spirulina, chlorophyll. These products are relatively cheap and they're pretty easy to source in your own country, wherever you are, in bulk. So you can buy a big bag of, of green, basically, just just call it green. And that's what really matters. And you wanted to talk right, about right. veganism. And actually, I know you want to take the floor. Let me let me lead in with this. Yeah, being a vegan before being a vegetarian before and being a kind of a, almost carnivore now. The cost difference to me is just ridiculous in the sense that the, the vegetables, the green that I'm looking for, the green that I just recommended that you don't even need to buy from us. I don't even think we make like. A specific green powder product maybe we do doesn't matter when you're buying vegetables when i felt like i was buying vegetables pretty much around the world i felt like i was getting ripped off because that green factor wasn't really there and i know this is because of soil depletion number one and pesticide use number two 
you know, so the end result is yep. vegetables and fruits that have a far lower BRIC score, B-R-I-X, basically means less, they're producing less sugar, but overall it means they have less nutritional value and they have definitely less minerals in it. And so this really, it's not an effective way to try and get these phytonutrients through the food on the open market, really, unless you're growing it yourself in organic soils at the minimum, then you'll taste the difference anywhere you go, right? You'll taste the full flavor in right. in a leaf or a vegetable you'll taste the green basically and when you take chlorella spirulina like you can be overwhelmed with the green you say wow that's green you know because right. it's concentrated it's and it's not pesticide grown and such you know it's easier to grow algae so it's a great great source and it, it wouldn't matter where you got it from because there's so many products in the world if it's a green it's good basically okay. hopefully you didn't pay that okay. much for it because it is a cheap kind of ingredient right yeah. Now, uh, yeah, and it's interesting you say that, and it kind of leads into, you know, the clean food, clean meat, clean plants, clean anything. I mean, you know, I live in Greenville, South Carolina, mm. um, and, you know, I have a, a decent time finding good organic products and, you know, we have some local stuff and, um, but to find clean meat, to find clean food is, you know, it's, as you said, in, in the all the way down to the soil. I mean, you watch films like The Need to Grow and some of these others, and it, we've just destroyed the soil, which has in turn destroyed everything else, mm -hmm. right? And so it's so difficult to be healthy in some of these environments we all live from the, the air to the water to the soil to the food to the all of it, right? And um, so, yeah, I'm, I, I, um, I'm, I'm curious, you know, I've put a ton of work in, in my own health journey and, and still don't feel, um, as strong and sound as I feel I should having done the work that I've done. Right. Well, we, since we've already done, you know, the consultation, the answer in this case is textbook, Dr. Wallach, you're just missing the minerals. You did everything else. Right. missing the minerals. And we encounter these cases sometimes because the, really the answer is you're exactly correct. Yeah. I'm in Canada. It doesn't matter. Well, it kind of does. In Australia, there's more minerals in the soil, much more actually comparatively, but there's still a problem. Europe, the food's much better in general. There's still a problem, though. It's still a nutrient deficiency problem going on. But in America, it's most pronounced. It's most serious. When I'm in America, I, just, I don't eat number, that much food, number one. Number two, I don't, I don't really expect any nutrient value to be in the produce. I just I right. don't, no matter what it is. These dates from California... It's just calories. I don't, you right. know, a date can be an, an incredibly healthy food, not when it's grown in California, <laughs> not so the way it, they do it. Right. So then in your head, it, it always comes back to supplementation then, right? I mean, to get what we need. It's the easy answer. It's the easy answer. Okay. And it's the okay. only answer, truthfully, like the, uh, sometimes we do have purists and I don't think that's the case with you. You showed me a whole spread of supplements. It means you're willing to right. take product form things because it is easier. Those yes. base minerals, you could put them in your garden too and do it that way. We get the minerals from Utah. Right. They're up on a mountain in Utah. It's an ancient plant deposit, sea plant. So it's got all the minerals in it because all the minerals are in sea water. They're concentrated in the plants. And once that's turned into shale from time, they're even more concentrated. So it's powdered minerals from the sea. Basically, those sea greens, it's that without the green. There's no chlorophyll left in it. It's just minerals. Right. So right. that you could do it in the you could do it in the garden, but the big but is and I think you kind of want to talk about this too. The people who do this out there in the wild, I mean, they're doing more than just putting minerals in their soil. They are doing that. They're irrigating their soil somehow, or it's volcanic soil, or it's, you know, or they're using seawater, something. They're, they have a source 
of minerals to put in their soil, number one, that's yearly. Number two, they put the wood ashes from everything that they burn all day, every day in right. the in the garden. They put the black ash in the garden. They keep the white ash for condiments and they, to cut salt with it. Everywhere, everywhere in the world, cut their salt with wood ash, the white wood ash. Right. Uh, up to and usually about 10 parts wood ash, one part salt. This is just something that we don't do. Like, it, it, you couldn't do this in an American lifestyle, really, unless you're out in the bush and you are using wood for your cooking and heating every day, every right. day. And you got you have five pounds of ashes per stove per day, something like that. And that material goes into the garden and you do consume that directly. These are plant derived minerals too. tree sucked up the minerals from the ground. Tree roots go down really far, too. Right. So they have a, things that come from trees have a chance, some chance of escaping the devastating effects of pesticides whereas things that are only grown on the topsoil they're completely dependent on that right if you if we murder the topsoil the plants are going to suck no matter what but these trees at least have a chance they can dig down and they can find many many sources of minerals and fungicide doesn't get down that far right etc so we're not using wood ashes all, all day we're not using sure, wood all right. day that's only one source anyways but the compost heaps of some of these places, all of these places, mm -hmm. any of the blue zones, minus Loma Linda, they are still the weird exception to the rule. But by the way, since blue zones are calculated on averages, you know, comparing their average to the average average of America, sure. is not, uh, it's not that useful. So the Loma Linda group is a bit to talk about. But everybody else has these compost heaps that have the ashes in it. They have food scraps in it. They have animal scraps in it. You know, like soups, they'd make bone soup, they'd leach the bones out, but then they'd either crush those in a, into bone meal or they'd put those in the garden too. So there's just multiple sources. And these compost heaps, like we're talking, you just mentioned a garden. These compost heaps are as big as a house in, right. in most of these places. Like these are continuing communal heaps, wow. huge wow. heaps. Wow. Right. This is soil being made. This is organic topsoil being made for them on top of the actual natural irrigation that they do for their real fields, right? And even with all that, they're not even able to eat that much food. That's why calorie restriction right. is high on the list of common features among these populations. So when we see the basically the vegan propaganda, I'm just using a dramatic word. Sure. When we see the vegan propaganda, it tends to leave quite a lot of this stuff out. You know, it tends to leave the other factors out and... The whole you can have the floor after this. The whole rest yeah, of the yeah. books that I've ever read, like the China Study, the Okinawa Diet, or I'm like the whole bookshelf behind me, they all miss the 90 essential nutrients. Even Weston A. Price, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, it's still a Bible in our field, but he missed the 90 essential nutrients. Right. He right. cracked a few of them, he missed the rest. You know, so that, that's the missing piece. Well, and then, you know, you're talking these, you know, these amazing compost systems and, you know, these, you know, permaculture systems and all these things that are possible, but you look in America and it's not happening, no. you know, it's just like not out there. So it's, you know, these technologies are amazing and could change the world, but are they? And so we're, we're, uh, you know, so I'm struggling here to, to stay healthy considering, you know, so I'm a relatively healthy person, but even within that, I feel not like I should, as I said, so uh, it's interesting the the kind of the the world we're all living in right now and all the the extremities coming from and seems like every condition right absolutely and the truth is even with supplementation we still face major major challenges in our modern environment we could name a couple other things that have to do with longevity in, the, in these long-lived places besides what they eat and mostly what they don't eat 
they tend well, what to. Sorry, what what do you know of? Uh, I just saw something recently, and I know you guys have done tons of blue zone studies, and and I love the work of all the populations of of the world you guys have done. I saw a correlation between the blue zones and the ley lines of the Earth, and like the you know the the specific energy fields on Earth, and and them all sort of correlating with each other in these high frequency zones, right? Like I've lived in Sweden and some very high frequency places on Earth, and it's it's kind of wild how. You know, like you said, some people kind of get lucky where they're born and they're living on sacred lands, right? And <laughs> kind of thing. It's an interesting point. Um, first of all, ley lines, kind of, it's like pretty taboo again uh, to talk about. Like if if you have like a concrete theory, you're probably not going to be taken seriously in the in the mainstream. Sure. But I, I do believe, obviously, in energy and stuff. And I also believe, uh, oh man, this is away from health, you know, but. This is whatever. I make yeah. content also on the history and false history, what we think is false history and mud right. flood and this kind of stuff. And I do believe that most of our cities are old world, quote. And for those in the know, they'll know what that means. But yep. to us, it means that these were built very purposely, strategically on energy points. Right. And just I, I can't ignore that. So I think that civilization was already built on energy points. And some places are said to be low energy points, but they still have old world cities on them I've lived in these places too it's kind of weird I, I can't really i can't really come i've seen that recently though by the way uh and there was a, a pr pretty mainstream conspiracy guy his name's conspiracy or us i really like him actually okay he's see he's not one of those um blame the the new world order he's pretty he's pretty reasonable he's just right. looking at uh, regular things and he sure. put out a video recently on the blue zones and he was connecting it to frequencies and energy and basically saying that the blue zones are in these high energy places. And I'm sure he was referencing a lot of what you're talking about. And I, I think there's very likely something to that. I have lived in one blue zone. It's uh, the Nicoya Peninsula, Costa Rica. And huh. the energy there is extreme for a number of reasons. I also believe I live in an extreme energy point here up north on the Canadian Shield because it's a giant rock and because there's lots of trees. So when you go into the forest, I always noticed from the start, like, I just couldn't understand it. Why am I so tired? I'm seriously, I'm going into the forest and I feel like I'm just being just sung to sleep. Huh. I just want to take a nap. It could be 11 in the morning and I'm usually up. I'm usually up and I go the whole day. No problem. Go into the forest. I want to go to bed. I want to go to sleep. But huh. I don't want to leave the forest. I want to curl up in the forest and go to sleep. And it's the same in Costa Rica. It's covered in trees where our village is right next to the sea. The sea and the, the sand and all this is, is producing negative ions, filling the atmosphere. The trees themselves, of course, they're filling. I say, of course. I mean, we believe the cells of trees, the cells of leaves, living tissues, to act sort of like frequency tuning discs. Basically, little generators of energy, yeah. old energy, and they, they just resonate it. So when you're standing in the trees especially and you're not in like a heavy emf environment or anything but even if you are if you're standing in trees the trees are providing you with some of this energy and protection it, this is healing itself so is it any wonder that one of the longest lived people live right there no to me no of course not they they eat out of the sea they use the sea as well so you know they're catching snapper and such and eating that those are eating little fish those little fish eat the plants those plants grew up in the sea the sea has all the minerals there right then this is yeah. these minerals are also being concentrated up the food chain this is why people have a problem with tuna they said there's lots of mercury this is this exact same thing biomagnification there is mercury in seawater and it does concentrate up the food chain so if you eat something 
like a tuna that eats big fish, that eats medium fish, that eats little fish, that eats, you know, it has a lot of the, everything. Basically, it's got a concentrated dose of everything. Yeah, that makes great sense. That makes great sense. The what? It, just as a personal uh, question, what do you know of Costa Rica right now? Because it's funny you say that. I um, Costa Rica has been calling me for years. Everywhere I go, everyone I talk to is like Costa Rica. Because it's one of those things that's like I've been considering a move there. Actually, uh, what do you know of it right now? Well, in general, Costa Rica is a pretty safe haven for us gringos. Um, <laughs> this goes back into a little bit of history. Central America at the in the twentieth century. It was pretty much all just being dominated by, you know, they were all puppet states of the big players, basically. Mm -hmm. And America had a lot to do with it. And this is all the Contras and everything like that. But Costa Rica got very lucky um, at the time that this was happening. I, I might be misquoting this a little bit. It's This is not my field sure. at all. But it was like the wife of the president of Costa Rica at the time was American. I think that was the case. Okay. So... Like all this other stuff was going on with America messing around in every other country, including both bordering countries around Costa Rica. And Costa Rica was just kind of was cool with America. So huh. it's, it's no wonder that 50 years later, the, the Costa Rican tourist industry is, is a relatively safe place. Right. Like if you're as an American looking to go and go to Central America. I mean, I would not recommend El Salvador. Okay. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some nice expat places in Ecuador and stuff, but uh, as a rule, the rest of Central America is much, much more wild than Costa Rica. And you've got more support there if something does go wrong. And since Costa Rica has grown up in this friendliness of the tourist industry, like, there's a lot of negative stuff said about the tourist industry, but for that country... I think it's been pretty incredible, to tell you the truth. They depend on it. And yeah, okay. for the most part, they're, they're really not going to mess with you, truly. Nice, I appreciate And we're that. way out in the jungle, too. Right. Like, uh, so we're, we're like six hours on a dirt road from the highway. Beautiful. So there, there's no one coming for you if there's a problem. Right, right. right? If somebody wants to get hostile, there's no, there's no backup. There's no enforcement. And interestingly, like, we can tie this into the Blue Zone conversation, too a lot of the blue zone stuff is social like there's other blue zones we didn't mention too some of them are on mountains i believe they have mountains have energy too that's probably good for them too for sure yep. but a lot of it's social they live multi-generation you know 100%. in in nicoya i mean i've lived with some of these families you, there's more than one generation in the every roof wow and every under every single roof they live together just period you know so everything is spread out all the work is spread out no matter what it is and no matter how old you are you're taking orders from your elders right right you're taking orders from your dad he's taking orders from his dad his <laughs> dad's so outside cool. on the rocking chair <laughs> taking a nap but he better get his stuff done you know what i mean absolutely so that this is just one aspect of it but i think it's a it's an incredibly missed thing the the social aspect of these places well i saw another thing um not too long back as well talking just along those lines of they they were studying all these people with um cancers and longtime smokers and just super unhealthy people fried foods yada yada the whole like of it and they found um they took case studies of people that were super isolated and lonely with the same diseases and problems and then they took people that had a great social uh lifestyle you know family tons of good friends they're always together with people and thriving and con conversating all that and these people were just thriving in a far different ways than the people with the exact same conditions going on. Right. And it's kind of very interesting. 
Well, hundred percent. This goes into belief as well. I just wrote a book, Fake Diseases. I had to go really into length on belief, and this is placebo. Like this is a huge driving force, not just in healing itself, but in lifestyle itself. Like the old people, if you talk to someone who's a hundred years old, I guarantee you they're not going to be stressed about the current political situation, right? right. Or the current wars that are going on, or the current pandemic, or whatever right. they're gonna say what? whatever <laughs> right right like that's what old people do <clears throat> excuse me anyways i i, I want to say too that like these old people and people in general and people in these places and yes so the social aspect is one aspect you, when you live with your family like and keep them this is like very regular like the daughter gets a boyfriend gets pregnant boyfriend moves into the family right. home right they'll build them build them a little thing in the back wow that's it i you love know? that so the, you're stuck in your social situation. It means you can't really become a heroin addict. You right. can't. You you can't. And by the way, in these small village situations, to my knowledge, most of the men don't have access to the money. Oh, interesting. The women handle the money because the women handle the food. And if the man handles the money, he's just spending on beer <laughs> or something stupid. Seriously. <laughs> totally. so, so the dawn of the village might not have access to his money. His wife might. Very. I like that. That's interesting. Right. Everybody takes a nap. It's a hot part of the world. They probably don't do this in every blue zone, but I kind of think they do. All the old people that I've ever heard ever, they all value sleep and rest. And some of them straight up say, they say the only thing I can come up with is I nap every day. <laughs> Interesting. And when they're asked how long they right. live or right. why they live so long, they usually don't know. They usually can't really attribute it to anything. Some of them eating large sandwiches for 58 years straight. Like, <laughs> right. You can't explain it. But we know there's other factors here. Well, it makes me think of the, I mean, besides, you know, Wallach and, and y'all's page and, and what you guys are about, my other favorite, you know, figures right now and on kind of the world stage are, are Wim Hof and Joe Dispenza. And the work mm. that they do around the mentality and the mind and, you know, the belief is, I mean, I, you know, I practice all that stuff myself and it's, it's just, it's second to none work too. It's, it's incredible. Well, he's proven the next level. He, like, we're just saying, like, yo, you could be healthy just by believing that you can be healthy and live a long time and not be stressed and stuff. Wim Hof is pretty much making people superhumans right. through their through their minds. <laughs> incredible, and the, like that's possible too, <laughs> right? Absolutely, it's super cool. Let me just pick up on this addiction thing one, Please, one more yeah. time. Let, let me just say because one of the biggest problems in America too, and for everybody, is we're we're eating all this food that's nutrient deficient, anyways. But we're eating way too much food. And a lot of it is an addiction to the food itself. And a lot of it is sort of the American Western lifestyle that uh, is kind of empty of these other social factors that in the sense that even in Costa Rica, where we do have relatively abundant food, like it's, it's hard to starve, right, right. you know, but nobody's really gorging out. We, the portions are just very moderate. The eating sessions are all communal, right? No, no matter what you're eating with somebody. You don't eat alone in the village. That's weird. Like you wouldn't even have anywhere to go. These houses are small. You know what I mean? We're sharing the table. We're eating together. They just cook this. That's it. It's not snacks in the fridge. We don't have snacks in the fridge, that kind of thing. Anyway, so there's a lot less addiction to food. There's a lot less addiction to anything in general. I tell the story sometimes that in our village, it's probably only 100 people, something like that, like 10 families, something like that. And there was only one dude who was considered the town drunk. Okay. But since there's no real economy, like it's a fishing village, there's no real economy. There's no welfare state where you don't get a welfare check or anything. You can't survive 
doing that basically. So he likes to get drunk, but he can only go on a binge for a couple of days and he runs out of money. Right. You know, the local bar is not going to give him sure. a tab. Nobody's going to give him beer, you know, like you can sleep on the couch right. or something, but we don't No, We're not getting, they just don't, it doesn't work like that. So he exhausts his supplies extremely quickly. And the next time you go back, he's captain of a fishing boat because he has to be right. You know, there just isn't an option. No one's going to put up with this kind of stuff. So America promotes a lot of negative qualities. It's a lot of them are food. A lot of them are not food. You know, a lot of people we talk to, it really doesn't seem that this is their primary problem. It seems that there's a lot of this attitude and, and mental disempowerment stuff that is kind of the, the core blockade to progress. Would you, I mean, I, I saw it may have even been on y'all's page um, recently. It was talking about deficiencies in relation to schizophrenia and like bipolar and, you know, heroin addictions and some different addictions that, that can, that help these people not help, but make it so much easier for them to get addicted or to have these mental illnesses. Is that what you guys understand? Well, schizophrenia particularly, now forgive me, I always mess this up. I, it's uh, berry, berry, or the other one, it's one of the symptoms of uh, one of the B vitamin deficiencies, okay. basically. But with B vitamin deficiency, I think it's niacin. It's either niacin or thiamine. I, I think it's niacin. And I always mess those up. But if you see B deficiencies, they tend to just go in a group. If someone's vitamin deficient, it's probably a bigger problem. It's probably a digestive problem. Like in the Western world, it's probably a digestive problem is going to be one big obvious one that you can see. So we can expect numerous deficiencies, basically. And the person with schizophrenia, like when we're taught about diseases in these singular names, we tend to think about it as singular things. But people with schizophrenia tend to experience all kinds of regular problems and they have a lot of them at once. Right. Someone says, well, that person's got problems. You probably don't know the half of it. They probably have a digestive problem. And I mean, diarrhea, constipation, you know, stomach pain acid reflux, something like that, probably have headache problem, migraine problem. That's a very, very common problem for people who are kind of like mad, like crazy, mm -hmm. even just with their delusions and stuff like this. A lot of it is they have migraines too, right? So what's that caused by? It's usually a food causing a migraine. But these major deficiencies, especially in the good fat category or vitamins, this can cause a headache. All those B vitamins are water soluble. All the water soluble nutrients are part of the hydration process in the body, basically. So if we're low on any of the water-soluble nutrients, including all the B vitamins, vitamin C, calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, chloride, this whole group of water-soluble nutrients, if we're low on them, we're what's called dehydrated. Okay. Dehydration, the most common cause of dehydration in the Western world is not water deficiency. It's not liquid deficiency. It's, it's water-soluble nutrient mm -hmm. deficiency. So that's, that's actually what schizophrenia is. It, all the other things are not schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is a specific symptom of vitamin deficiency. Wow. And, and in addition, it's just extremely likely that they have a whole host of common problems. And in my opinion, they probably have a digestive problem. It's probably the root of it. And it's probably gluten okay. straight up. Straight up gluten intolerance is probably a serious one. They look at their face, they probably have rashes somewhere in their body, acne problem, skin problem of some kind, probably bald right or really brittle hair that kind of stuff mm -hmm. like you can look at them and you can tell that there's there's very sure. a lot of things sure. missing there's a huge spread of things missing absolutely nice okay um so if you don't mind maybe i'll kind of walk you through my little tale here and kind of see what you take yeah please do um 
I'll try to keep it tight. I don't want to take too, too much of your time, but I, I, um, I do appreciate this, you know, more than you can know. So, um, so, you know, interestingly, I was, you know, grew up very healthy, um, was a top tier athlete. I ended up playing, uh, baseball at university of South Carolina. Um, side note, uh, I'm my first film I'm making right now. It's, uh, we won two national championships when I was at college there and I'm telling the story of those teams kind of in a fun way. So cool. my main passion is filmmaking and storytelling and, and, um, you know, that kind of thing. But so anyways, I'm on this path. I'm in college, you know, back in those days, you're, you know, you're super unhealthy. Um, I was never a big drinker. Didn't, didn't never used alcohol much. Um, I, uh, but was super unhealthy at this time, you know, all Wendy's crap foods, subways, all this, you know, your college kid lifestyle. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm a, I'm a top tier athlete. So I'm working out in crazy ways with the best of them doing all sorts of things. Um, another thing that I fell into early on in college was extreme depression and, and it got to the point where it was suicidal, um, for years. And I was going through some very, very, uh, you know, profound things at these times, uh, you know, and, and I think about, and I go back and I think, you know, I was working out like a madman with the best of them yet could never lose my gut and could never get rid of this gut. And, you know, now we all know that's where this mm-hmm. negative toxic energy is stored in the gut and it's the third brain or, you know, all that. And, um, you know, I, I started to learn all this and, you know, I, and also in that depression, you mentioned earlier, um, the social conditions. And, you know, I isolated myself fully in college, even being on these teams, right? Like having a brotherhood around me, but still isolated myself. And I remember, uh, you know, talking about eating meals alone and just suffering and just like putting yourself in these, you know, in these conditions to where you just can't thrive. And, you know, so I'm, I get, I'm, I'm getting, it was weird because I was doing very well, you know, on paper, right? Getting good grades, doing well on the baseball field, but was horrifically depressed and felt awful in my body. And, and, you know, it's a crazy thing to be trying to, as you know, you know, you've been in the gym, it's, you know, when you're depressed out of your brains to be dudes all around you throwing up 250 and 400 on the squat and you're, uh, you're trying to hang with them and you're like, don't even want to get out of bed, you know, and it's, it's a rough thing. So, I had a really interesting, crazy college experience. Um, I got out of college, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, where I continued to just get more and more unhealthy and like got to the point where you were eating like a full pepperoni stuffed crust pizza at a time and like horror, you know, just like really terrible shit, tons of Cokes and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, it got to a point where I literally, uh, so to, to kind of, like you said, I'm six one right now, one ninety. but, um, in college I was two Oh five of a very strong muscle. But as I said, I couldn't get rid of that gut. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I left college, I got up to 240 pounds when it was just flab and awful and fat and just like depression. And like, we were drinking a good bit at that point too. And alcohol was a part of it. And, uh, just this horrible lifestyle. Right. And so, at that point is when I kind of really got in, started getting into sort of the conscious knowledge. And like, I started really educating myself on what is what, what food is, what it comes from, what these chemicals are, what's in our water, what fluoride is, what all these things are. Um, and, and really, it was kind of interesting. So before I really uh, 
like enacted them into my life, I uh, did the research in a lot of senses. So I, I, uh, but I, but as I was getting doing this research, I was getting like more and more depressed. I dealt with a lot of other personal things that weren't helping. Uh, and so I finally hit this point where I was like, I have got to change everything about my life or I'm probably just going to kill myself. And, and it, and it's, it got so bad, you know, like, like I'd mentioned one of my favorite, uh, you know, uh, humans ever is Jack Kerouac. Uh, you know, he, you know, he always said, go West, go find adventure, go find adventure. Right. So I was like, all right, I am leaving and I am going West and I'm going to California. And, um, I literally set out on a, uh, three, four month road trip with a cousin and my dog at the time. And we, Honestly, man, in in three or four months, in the beginning, I switched up all my cosmetic products. So I changed all my, you know, uh, old spice deodorants and all this crap. Got changed all the products, changed the water. Started uh, we started uh, doing smoothies on the road. It was hilarious. We just like try to find a plug anywhere we could so we could you know, <laughs> like, make a smoothie real fast. And uh, but but I, I swear, and, and as someone who's worked out religiously and been in a gym in very significant ways in my life, I lost over 50 pounds not working out one time, not working out a single time. It, it's common. And, it's and common. I went from 240 to being on the road, loving life again, thriving, seeing friends, family along the way, made it out to California, lived there for a few years found love, you know, like turned it all around. Right. Um, or started to. And, um, so kind of what happened too along that time was I feel like an innate switch got turned on in my body and that food, like, so as I said, I was started to educate myself of what this food was and foods that I had been eating my whole life. All of a sudden my body was having horrible negative reactions to and and so it, and it's and it to this day it stands so it, it's gotten so sophisticated it started off to where i'd started started noticing if i'm eating like a crappy wendy's burger or like some some gmo food or something chemical laced or whatever i'll take a few bites of this and then i'm sweating and my stomach starts hurting mm-hmm. and i'm getting a headache and i'm like what the oh, forehead yes. sweat too oh like, yeah and though. so and then it started to get real bad to where, you know, I'm like at a meal profusely sweating at a dinner table, you know, <laughs> it's like, holy crap, this is crazy. Um, and so, and again, these were foods I've been eating my whole life. And now I've gotten to the point where I can eat some, I can eat the same food, right? Call it a, um, call it a, uh, what's an example. Okay. Here's a good example. Call it a piece of pizza, right? Um, Right now, one of my favorite little uh, pizzas is a little $6 organic pizza. And um, I do not sweat while eating this pizza. So it got all organic, relatively de- decent shit in it, right? <laughs> but then I'll go to Papa John's or, you know, I'll have a bite of some other pizza and I'm sweating my brains out. And it and it's so, so I continue. So, so it got so sophisticated that um, I've, I've, I've honed it down now. I know it's the, I know it's the bad oils. I know it's a few other things that, that don't sit with me. Um, you know, I kept getting told you need to go to a doctor. You need to get allergy tests. I, I, as I told you, I avoid doctors like the plague. Um, I haven't been to a doctor in a decade. I, I I don't even have a clue in the last time. I think the last time I had a medical exam was in college because I had to, uh, for sports. So, um, but anyway, so 
now now it's at a point, Ryan, where it's so crazy that I I can be walking down an aisle in a grocery store trying to decide on a product if I want to get it or not, and I will start reacting and sweating. It's like my body is like, nope, do not get that. Like, no, like it's so well, some people call this muscle testing. Uh, some people call it communicating yeah. with the higher self. There's you've probably seen people that do this. I mean, just you'll see them feeling something weird with their eyes it's closed. Exactly. Muscle and I get to see my body, body. I start getting clammy. And like you said, the forehead sweats come on. And like, for instance, I'll eat a stick of gum with arsenic in it and I'm sweating my brains out. You know what I mean? One stick of gum. Mm. And it's, it's, so I, I stay far away from all that. I, I, in all these years, I became very, very careful what I was putting in and on my body. You know, I, I, uh, we got the shower filters, Berkey water. Um, you know, I try every which way I can. We've got all the organite and all the shungite in our, you know, protecting us from the radiation and in the water and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, so anyways, I continued on this path, right. And I got to a point where I, I decided I want to try veganism. And, and this is probably about four years ago now. And, um, and again, kind of forgive me for stealing the floor here for a second, but, um, I, again, to quote Kerouac, right. I have nothing to offer my, to offer anyone, but my own confusion. Right. So I'm utterly confused in this moment. And I'm at a point where I, I don't want to eat animals. It's, it's like my soul spirit does not want to eat animals, but my, what I know and what I've learned and what I've been studying is telling me maybe my mammalian body might need animals. So, so to keep going a little bit, I, I got to a point where I, um, I went straight vegan for about a year, I would say. Right. And was doing it right. Like, like I, I can honestly say I was using all organic food, non GMO, this and that. What I will say at that time too, though, it was the early stages of beyond burgers and all that kind of stuff, you know, faux meat and mm -hmm. i was i was doing a lot of that stuff and even that though was sitting weird with me and i was having some weird sweating reactions to some of those products so then i started looking deeper into that and then i got to a point of realizing that this shit is worse than any meat <laughs> it's like right and it's, it's just it's either. just synthetic crap and so um so 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 then i got i stayed vegan for a while and it was just really like light clean once once a day and i'm still at that point once a day one meal uh i do tons of juices and smoothies throughout the day as well um start the day off lemon lime pink salt water uh then go on to like you said this little circle of <laughs> the 40 bottles of pills <laughs> um and then yeah. uh then we continue <laughs> forward but so anyways ryan i got to a point where like i said i i was never i never went vegan to lose weight i did it for all the other reasons right like you know, for all the reasons. And, um, but I started losing way too much weight and I lost, I got down to 165. And that's when I, and I, and everyone around me was even noticing it. Like my face looked too thin. Like, and it's funny because in this process of my filmmaking for this project, I'm on camera and so many different interviews that you can see the progression of my, like, like getting like skinnier and like all this kind of stuff. But it's, it's, it's weird. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Within that, though, I felt very light and clean and strong and like I was doing all my practices and like thriving at the same time, but still 
you know, so, okay. So I, so I kept going and, you know, like for instance, some of my other, you know, guys I idolize are Da Vinci and Tesla and please correct if I'm wrong on any of the stuff. Um, but those guys didn't eat meat. Wim Hof, longtime vegetarian. Uh, I, there's a few other guys I know, longtime vegetarians in my life that seem to be thriving. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I take it back to, you know, way back Hippocratic oath, Hippocrates, right? Like dead body, dead flesh, dead, dead flesh equals dead body kind of thing. And, and so, so with that, you know, I consciously, I kind of resonate to that too, you know, then kind of one of the main vegan, you know, uh, an argument that gets hit at vegans all the time, right. Is, well, what about plants? They're life forces, right? They, you know, what about that? And they're alive. And so the argument that vegans say is, well, they don't have the central nervous system and they don't feel pain, right? But I don't feel that that's fully correct either. So, you know, I've seen all these other, and I'm sure you you have in your own rights too, of all these other uh, uh, examples and studies and scientific studies of where they're testing plants and their ability to feel and to, to respond. And like, for instance, they did one where they uh, were putting fire to a plant and they burn the plant and the plant, you know, exactly. It responds and, it, and, and, and in it the responds. tiny little ways that it doesn't, that it can, it's trying to get away from the flame. And then they cut, they cut a leaf off and then burn the flame or excuse me. Then they, they burn the leaf that was cut off in like very quantum, like, that you know how we getting down to like quantum mechanics and all this stuff like quantum theory it's like the leaf that then was cut from the plant is burned and the mother plant is reacting just the same way right so like these things are feeling and you know you think about the tree systems and all the connectivity and the aliveness of all these plants and the and the consciousness and plants like ayahuasca and all these different things and like so then i go back to like maybe the natives were right like the 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 full use of the animal like the like the all life forms. I heard Alan Watts saying it so beautifully the other day that it was like every single thing on earth is either is always destroying and building and loving and killing and hate. You know, he said it so beautifully, but it's just like the circle. So, so I got to, you know, I'm continuing on and, you know, so I, so I, I'm at a sort of a point where I, I think that all life forms can feel and, and have consciousness and, and are experiencing this. So, you know, then you look in the wild and you, you look at these other, you know, the blue zones and the, you know, they're, the, they're eating, they're using small amount of animal products. And so then I got to a point, I lost way too much weight. And that's about the time I found you guys. And I started, uh, then I kind of transitioned um, to vegetarianism, which is where I'm still at. And I picked up back the egg, the butter, I stopped cooking with oils um, and now just use butter to cook with um and some dairy as well and so like i you know the main thing i know you, you guys are going to say is you know the biggest things for me hurting is is quesadillas and pizzas and grilled cheeses and crap bread so, but anyways to kind of finish my spiel for sure, I, um, for sure yeah I, i'm at a point where obviously i'm conflicted like i i don't know you know is it possible to be vegetarian is it possible to thrive in this body i do believe every person specifically a need specifically you know where do we come from who are we who are our ancestors all of that i think all these are factors um so, so so you know i've been trying i've done the work i've put my body through the test i've done all organic you know and i'm gonna say too within this um i've seen countless other genuine testimonies of humans all over the earth that went in and did it just like me or even better 
in their own nuts and everything, right? Like um, all organic, growing <laughs> their own food. And six years later, two years later, 10 years later, they and their children are having horrible things happen all of a sudden and real deficiencies and like real problems. And they thought they were doing it right. And I think you talked about this a lot yourself. Like we thought we were doing it right and, and tried, but is it? So, I, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at with it all. Well, let me just say this whole <laughs> conversation is quite a bit deeper than we normally get to get. Let me jump in, though. Let me jump in because you said a few things. First of all, depression. I'm just going to go in chronological order of my notes here and going to connect it all to veganism and using animals as such. Well, depression in our books. Now, I usually say that the calcium family is the one that has the biggest impact in depression, anxiety. I've been on you know, record saying that many times, but it's a little bit more confusing than that. And on our list, like our not official list, but when we categorize things into the four categories, depression and anxiety can show up in both the blood pressure, sorry, blood sugar group and the calcium deficiency group. And so it could be either, it could be both. And it's most likely both, just quite honestly, both things are probably contributing, but the one mineral that has a lot to do with it is lithium. It is an essential mineral and it's not the drug. It's just the plant-derived form of lithium that is available on earth in certain water sources but of certainly the places that we mentioned the blue zones all this since they have a spread of minerals whatever their source is is a spread of minerals they have the lithium in there as well that's one key factor and the other ones are the blood sugar minerals that are directly connected to it now i also want to connect this to meat because you said four-year vegan vegetarian but you were having depression issues before that so obviously digestive problem you and i are the wow. same height I got up to almost 260 yep. pounds at the gym and I, that was huge too. And uh, I felt the same way and it hurt my whole body hurt first of all, but I did get, I did get pretty depressed. And honestly, you went on a road trip. I got a job at a mechanic shop, tire shop, and we only had a half hour lunch break. Wow. I couldn't eat enough. I, I literally lost like 80 pounds or something just like yep. gone, just melted off of me in a hot summer you know, in the garage. So I was never, I was not vegan vegetarian at that time, but right at the end of that, obviously like the first wave of the, this is 2000, like nine, 10, 11, the first wave of the really, really dramatic mm -hmm. vegan documentaries or like anti-meat documentaries. They're basically like Al Gore's, you know, climate change documentary kind of thing, like cellos playing in it. Like we're, I'm feeling really, really guilty for taking part in this whole food system. But overall I felt bad about the food system in general and just, my, my math was that, well, meat is a bigger impact, so I'll cut out meat. And I really failed quite horribly. You said, you know, two, first number you said was two years. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, we usually say two years is how long you got if you want to go vegan right now. Um, and vegan is not really a natural state, right? Like these blue zones and stuff, they're, they're not vegan. You know, the China study, whoever wrote the China study, those two twins or whatever, then that's not, right. it's not correct. China, Chinese are not vegans. Like, what are you talking about? Okinawans are not vegans. This is just, vegan the right. difference between vegan vegetarian is huge it's huge especially when you consider these populations that are so-called vegetarians that are doing all these other things that we talked about that are incredibly important for their overall health and well-being they have huge nutrient-dense sources of nutrition they're not eating very much food so they're getting a huge ratio of nutrition per carbohydrate that's excellent they got all the social stuff that's excellent it's almost impossible to be overweight in that scenario and, and no long-lived people that i know of really are overweight Anybody who's overweight is going to have a blood sugar problem. You can be two types of blood sugar problem. 
you could be a good drunk or a bad drunk, basically the equivalent, whether you drink alcohol or not, you know, one of them is going to be depressed and sleepy and, and adrenal fatigue and right. And the other one's going to be hyperactive and aggressive and up and down and manic and right. So high, low blood sugar is still a blood sugar problem. Anybody with a digestive problem is going to have a blood sugar problem and they could be the good kind. A lot of people with diabetes are jolly, super jolly. (laughs) Tell you the truth. Some of the happiest people I've ever met are diabetics, high blood sugar, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the hypoglycemic people are miserable. Leave them alone. That's what they say. Leave me alone. And that's uh, it's one form of depression is the blood sugar part of it. The other part is just outright nutrient deficiency. And let me say the third part that I have seen, I've seen meat mm-hmm. deficiency. In my opinion, that would be heme iron deficiency, but I've seen meat de- deficiency cause depression straight up. And when I was vegan vegetarian, I started vegetarian. It was just easy for me. I moved to Europe. It's pretty, pretty easy to be vegetarian in Europe, to tell you the truth. I got wicked quality food. I don't need to eat that much. I was having a good time. I was feeling good. I moved to Australia. Pretty decent food source, lots of produce available at a very good price. So I was able to survive, mm-hmm. but I was just crashing, just grinding down, losing my hair. I was 22, 23 years old, losing my hair, uh, crow's feet around my eyes and stuff. Like I'm looking old, I'm feeling old. I was in more body pain than ever. I'd been in pain my whole life, but it just got worse and worse and worse through all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I started dating a vegan, I went full vegan too. And I swear, and the since that point, I really learned to recognize that my body isn't asking me for vegetables or fruit. It might enjoy them or something. Right. And sometimes it does. It says, Ryan, go get some green vegetables. And it just demands that I eat green vegetables or figs and dates. Like I do love that stuff and crave it, but it doesn't crave anything more than meat. It never did. And when I went full vegan, I swear, we, we worked on the water. And once a month, we had to do this one route. And uh, we crossed this. The only thing we would have to eat that day, basically, is a long day on the water. The only thing we would be able to stop and get hot food was a burger joint. But it was like nice, organic. Like we're talking a $20 burger, oh, yeah, okay. upscale burger on a yeah. very nice marina with million-dollar yachts all around it and stuff. So high-end burger, high-end <laughs> goat cheese or yeah. whatever, llama cheese or whatever it is on it. I don't know. you know. But I found myself literally the entire <laughs> right, right. month thinking about this burger thinking about it i'm sitting i'm trying to work and i'm thinking about this burger and i'm like i just ate this burger yesterday it's gonna be a month you know and i'm plotting to get it this is my excuse right like okay i'm vegan every other day (laughs) this one day and it's a big day i gotta i need that burger to get through it and it it was this is what i'm saying is good intentions right it was the same good intentions you know the girlfriend that had the time same good intentions political intentions not wanting to cause destruction to the world this whole dead body thing gets tangled into it that's more of a moral thing which is kind of weird if you think about it right if it is morally wrong yes and first of all i think animals and humans i think we're animals okay so put that premise down if it's morally wrong to kill then animals that kill are morally bad and that can't be correct you know what i mean like a bear's a bear i don't think if even if a bear attacks me i don't think it's morally incorrect for doing so i think it's being a bear you know and when in my diet it's my life right. now like it's realized like it's not worth it for me to be falling apart <laughs> you know it's not worth it for me to have brain fog it's not worth depression and i've met so many vegan vegetarian people and become close friends and dated some of them and such the the, the intentions are always here they're always good yeah when they eat meat and it's kind of a when it is kind of a when like no matter who they are it's more or less a matter of time until they eat some animal product and i swear that right. you don't we encounter a lot of uh, vegans, uh, sorry, vegetarians, 
older vegetarians. That's fine. A lot of them. But they always have mm-hmm. something that they love. Some of them will say cheese. My vegan girlfriend back then, she'd call cheese the cheater's meat. And I tell <laughs> you, eventually I started keeping some of the cheater's meat in the back of the fridge. Seriously, just dying for it. Just salivating totally. for it. I'm there dreaming about this burger, <laughs> you know? And I'll wake up and I'll sneak some cheese in because just my body wants it. It demands it. There's something special about it. And, you know, I, like I said, I don't think the lion is bad or, or whatever. And I feel good when I eat meat. And that's a very basic thing to say. But I've watched vegan vegetarian people that I know and love that did struggle big time, big, did past tense, did struggle big time with depression, anxiety. I watched the meat a steak and fell better. Wow. I watched it in real time. I watched the life come back to the eyes. You know, from people who are sure. really just, you know what I mean, out in space, like their their eyes are just in space. I've watched this happen. You know, I watched it happen to myself. Like that burger, I eat that burger, and my my veins <laughs> are just surging. I'm like, oh my gosh, sure. it really, really, that doesn't happen from a salad. It doesn't happen from a salad. And you and what we think of as a salad too. At the beginning of this, I said when I buy food in America, I feel like I'm getting ripped off a lot of the times, especially if it's produce. You look at a salad in the rest of the world in these long-lived places or natural places or whatever. you got a, a grandma from right. Holland or something. A salad is not just lettuce and dressing. There's a whole bunch of stuff in there. You know, There might be a whole head of cabbage plus a whole bunch of other stuff. You know, plus likely some kind of meat source, some kind of animal source. Maybe there's whole boiled eggs tossed in there too. You know, it's, a, it's a big deal, big hearty. It's like a meal. You know, if you sometimes vegans ask, they say on your food account, can you guys make some vegan meals? And to me, I'm like, the, the word doesn't even make sense to me. A vegan meal without right. oil, you know, or gluten, like this is a salad. It's all you got left. And it's not going to satisfy. It just isn't. And if it does for a while, I might as well mention, you said there's great testimonials. I'm going down my list here. There's tons of great testimonials because when you eat vegan, you're not eating number one processed meat. Right. Number two, well done red meat. Hopefully you're not eating potato skins. Some of them make a big mistake of consuming oils and gluten and their problem never really goes away. They'll continue to have a blood sugar problem or whatever. But a lot of them who go pure, like they just go to produce or raw, raw can be amazing for people Mm. for the first couple of years, especially clearing all excess stuff out. If they are avoiding processed foods for any reason, they're going to automatically be avoiding most of the sources of the glutens and the bad heated rancid oils and you know, most of our list is automatically being avoided. Carbonated drinks, people who tend to go healthy tend to ditch carbonated drinks. All of these things make it more likely that you're going to feel better. Any diet that has, it just happens to avoid either gluten or oil or burned meats and stuff, they're going to have tremendous testimonials. And if they're overall decreasing the calories, that's great. If they're juicing, no matter what the juice is, they're going to have testimonials. It's structured water, it's nutritionally dense, nutritionally dense food. And it's overall decreasing the amount of calories they need to eat, the amount of digestion they need to do. You know, it's decreasing the burden on the body. All digestion costs energy. So this is why there's great testimonials with all these types of diets, including veganism. But veganism itself is exclusively a Western trend, 100%. There is no wild correlation to it. And the more wild you get, you mentioned full use of animals. You also mentioned energy fields and stuff. And by the way, I think the whole world operates on energy fields. Rupert Sheldrake is my favorite okay, yeah. thinker on this. This is morphic fields, morphic resonance. So I do believe that this whole world is an, basically an interconnected entanglement of fields. And then this also brings back in the moral thing. Well, 
it's not going to be morally incorrect for me to interact with these fields. Whatever this world is, I do believe there's something beyond it. And I don't think that I'm morally incorrect for interfering with the field of another being, basically. You know? So mm-hmm. dead plants, plants are more nutritionally dense when you eat them fresh. Another one of these coincidences in the long-lived populations is that a lot of the plant material that they do consume is fresh. If it's in the winter, they're not eating a lot of plant material. Right? In the summer, they are, and they're usually picking it right off and eating it, eating it fresh. So it still has the living energy in it. Absolutely, I do believe that. So I don't even really buy produce that much, like hardly ever, and basic stuff. Like we're eating onions and garlic and stuff, but anything with a yeah. leaf in it and stuff, what, did it come from Ecuador or Florida? Like, what, it, it, it was it shipped a week ago? Yeah, I don't, I think it's dead. I think it's effectively dead. And when it comes to meat, sure, same thing. We are intended to eat raw meat. I believe that. We're intended to eat raw meat. The red meat has the power to heal. I believe that. I've seen, and by the way, when I said meat and the depression okay. thing, I'm talking about red meat. I'm not talking about chicken. Chicken doesn't seem to do anything. So it doesn't have any effect. Maybe so bone even broth within day, bone sure. broths, you're saying then it's going to be the red chicken meat. bone broth. It's going to be go beef and, and that. Well, it's not stay away from it. It's still going to have marrow and stuff. But yeah, you can get a bag of soup bones from any animal. And if you can pick the animal, I'd pick, I'd pick a cow for sure. That's, it's going to be a great deal. And same with the right. organs. Like a cow liver is like two bucks. You know what I mean? Like you can't eat a whole and that, thing of it. It's too filling. Right? As, give a vegan a, a, a liver. I mean, they tell you their brain buzzing. Then where, know, where also does it play so factors like in, floating, uh, into like, all this with good. the meat to where – Again, being in America, I mean, unless you can, I mean, there's a few farms that are still doing it right, obviously, right? But everything's factory farm. Like, and I, I believe also that you consume w- whatever these animals are going through. So you, they're going through the, yeah. So that becomes you. And then, so again, I, 100%. if I'm going to get back into it, I'm obviously trying to find local clean as can be meat. I mean, so when you say a bag of bones, obviously, you want the bag of bones from a properly raised cow, you know, or is that more along the lines? Well, let me say I'm facing the same problem as you. I'm moving to Texas right now and I've lived in America too. And I, I get it. You know what I mean? It's it, I don't feel good about yeah. the food hundred percent. And it, that's not a good feeling. It really isn't on a survival level. I know I'm just going to eat a steak. That's I'm just going to try and find a good, place you know a lot of these restaurants especially in these hip cities denver and stuff la they're advertising that we've got farm farm stuff here yeah. basically they got pictures on the wall they're trying to do this in these huge cities it looks like you're going into like a, a midwest you know farm restaurant they're trying to emulate that they're saying here, there's big pictures of the farm on the wall and like for the most part i believe it. Mm-hmm. let me say i've driven across america a few times you see you have to One of the main things that I noticed about America is just the crazy difference in farms. You know, you're going across Nebraska or something, and there could be this huge, huge factory farm. You can smell it. You can you can sell you can smell it before you see it. Right car, you can smell it. It Smells like death. You know, I mean, it smells horrible. And and you're driving past, and it takes you a while to drive past, and you're just like, my gosh, it's very true. You're looking off, it stretches into the distance. Wow, but right. Down the hill, there's a perfectly fine farm. Up here in Canada, like I said, in Texas, I'm going to try and find a similar situation. We're nuzzled up here in a little place where there is no factory farm anywhere close to here. Not at all. Any farming that's being really done, even in the whole province, it's kind of regulated down to the point where 
they're not able to do what America is doing. And so there is a difference in countries. But at the very same token, no matter where you are, here in South Carolina, you can easily go outside of Greensville. I guarantee you, you're going to be able to find something, some Mennonite people or something that are having farm fresh fill in the blank. Right, farm fresh butchered meat. Right up here, we're able to go. I mean, Chef Norman went and butchered the cow. You know, up here did it himself. And you know what? Do, yeah. What do the natives do? And these people, they bless their food in numerous ways. Sure. They're grateful for this food in numerous, numerous ways. They're not killing out of hatred. You know, and a lot of times too, like I mean, a lot of times we're talking about you just own chickens, and chickens just lay eggs every day. Right, so. You're not killing anything really per se. If anything, a fresh egg is just a phenomenal life source. It has everything it needs to grow life. You know, the the leaf is not intended to grow a plant, right? If anything, seeds have the most nutritional value for us out of the plant, right? Or the skin of the plant, usually the phenomenal benefit compared to the actual flesh of it. And that's just not true with animal products. The flesh of animals is just incredibly, incredibly valuable. And up here in Again, I'm up in the north. We're a huge country. It's snowing right, right now. It's freezing cold. If you couldn't eat animals, you're you're dead up here. You're done. You, it's, even if you got all the money in the world, you can buy all this stuff from the grocery store. <laughs> Things like celery juice or, yeah. or raw celery is just crazy expensive because there's a celery juice fad. Even if you could afford to eat just plants, you're just going to fail. It's just going to fail. It's a, it can't do it. Some people last longer than others. I know this was, I went long on this, but some people last longer than others. Some people get great results right away. Some people don't. The most common thing that we encounter is pretty much the story that you told. It's, I, I felt marginally better in some ways, but overall I'm still confused and right. conflicted. And the conflicted part comes from the moral thing that was introduced to us through the documentaries and the books. And it's very, very, very similar to the exact same thing in the climate change propaganda right right? we feel bad about breathing at the end of it right we we come to crazy conclusions like like um there's too many people on that's that's propaganda but but like honestly i'm still kind of at this point of like not wanting to eat animals you know what i mean is it possible to thrive vegetarian i mean look at like like wasn't um da vinci and this you know wim hoff longtime vegetarian some of these like char- big notable characters never ate meat right is that a thing well first of all just mentioning wim hoff right. is just an excellent example i believe that the mind can overpower most things i do believe that the mind is the single most important factor to thriving to being healthy and to longevity <laughs> So if, if Wim Hof doing Wim Hof's thing with his mindset, if he believes that this is the right way, I, be, I believe he'll keep going. Sure. Will he last forever like that? I don't know. I can't say. How long will he live? I don't know. I can't say. Right. Um, there are yeah. some long-term people. Personally, I genuinely don't know any. I know a lot of, and this is those who are doing well. I know some long-term vegan vegetarians. They'd be lying if they said that they were doing excellently, you know. Their yeah. skin is usually torn up, wrinkled. I don't mean torn well, often up, but you can just, really heavily I mean, wrinkled. The there really skin, are the, the ones that like I Like I said to myself and, you, when I got to that point, you could even see, I could look into my own mirror and see it. And you just see the deficiencies in some of these people. You can just look at them and be like, they are not thriving, you know? Um, so, okay, that's interesting to know. So, Da Vinci only lived to 67, I believe, by the way. So Da Vinci is not a good example either. Da Vinci looked super old in some of the depictions of him, but he did not live that long. 
and even still they were using wood and wood ashes and all that stuff so i mean he would have had more minerals in, involved in whatever does it, they were does it have to do with um better than you would get you know like right you, you see sure. sebi like dr sebi's movement and like you know like black people asian people white people you know i'm czechoslovakian more than than anything else and some scandinavian some others but like um my question being like the um is it possible um how do i want to put this like like they obviously are all saying like specific people need specific things but you know i don't know i I guess what i'm so in y'all's opinions you're just basically saying it's not you can't thrive in 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 a vegetarian state well vegetarian is very ambiguous it's just a very ambiguous term, right? There's so much more nutritional value in the animal products compared to the plants that even eating a little bit of animal products is going to be a significant source. And if you're practicing these other things like calorie restriction and you do have a high nutrient intake, the nutrients got nothing to do with the food. You got high nutrient per calorie. You're going to do much better in general. Like I said, I do know of some people, right. there's people okay. in our company that claim to be long-term vegetarians. I just don't know what vegetarian means. Right. And I don't I don't know what that other source that they're doing. Is it tuna or is it farm salmon? You know, a huge difference between those two things. Forget about the mercury. That if they're eating tuna three times a week, I'm going to expect a, a much different long term result than someone who's eating farm salmon three times a week as their form of vegetarianism. Someone who's eating uh, eggs and <laughs> right. chicken from the grocery store. That means almost nothing to me. Right. Someone who's eating eggs and chicken from the farm outside of their town means a lot more to me They're probably visibly going to look better and they're probably also going to be making other farm choices it's just going to give them overall n- more nutrition more satisfaction from the food that they're eating less need to eat more food more nutrition per calorie etc so can you can you thrive as vegan vegetarian it's just the, the ve- vegan the answer is probably not we just don't have any precedent for it we don't have any wild example of it we don't have any second generation vegan colony anywhere on earth so there is no one that we know of recorded that raised children vegan like took them off the nipple raised them vegan and then those kids grew up to have a second generation it's just never happened it's never been recorded infertility is one of the most common things that we deal with in this field or nutrition and most of them are vegan like what most of them i was gonna ask when you guys experienced these um... like 80 percent Probably you said, like, obviously a bunch of older vegetarian vegans coming to y'all for things. Like, are, are you finding that they're having these problems after these 10, 10, 20 years of doing this stuff? Super. Yeah, yeah. It's usually osteoporosis. Yeah. It's usually osteoporosis is usually their main concern because it's the one thing that they just can't fill in. They just can't find it. And the vegans will say that you can yeah, rebuild yeah. your connective tissue with aloe and stuff. And we're just like, you know, you need bones. You need bones, lots of bones, and you needed right. it your whole life. And those natural human beings, I bet you Da Vinci was drinking bone soup. Whoever sure. was making his food, I guarantee there was bones in that pot. Right. And that goes for everybody right. before 1888 or whatever. Before we had electricity, everybody had bones every day. This is just the natural lifestyle, kind of no matter where you are on earth. It really is only the modern foods that kind of got rid of right. some of these main things. So we can do it. We do need bones, period. <laughs> you know, we need sources of connective tissue, period. It's not an animal protein. We need cholesterol, period. If you avoid it long term, the osteoporosis, the 
and the blood sugar problems that are directly like mm-hmm. mineral there are mineral problems meaning the, the neuropathies and cold hands and like the the symptoms of blood sugar can be huge range and it could be night sweats and things like that but yeah these are the things that the long-term ones come to us and don't let me make it sound like there's a lot of them this just because we do like health expos and stuff back when that was a thing so you get a pretty stable crowd of people who show up every single time to the local health expo and we can see and we can track their progress over a few years and they say yeah i've been doing this for 20 years it's not a lot of them though it's like you know, out of the three, four hundred people that we could interact with okay. personally at an expo, yeah. maybe five or six of them are long-term vegan vegetarians. Zero percent of them look good. Never seen. I've never seen a long-term vegetarian right. that look, and vegan. I've never seen one that sure. just looked great. Sure. Truthfully, in compared to their age, they might look great compared to their photos. Well, you know, and that's kind of back to my own to story. It's, in my opinion, it's, no. You know, like like I've said, like I genuinely in, in heart and spirit went into this, you know, for all the quote unquote right reasons. Right. But I'm still not thriving. Like I've been in this for years doing all this stuff, paying for all these supplements, all this shit. And, and like we mentioned, I still got these weird little things going on to where I don't feel like I'm thriving properly. And, and so, you know, and, and honestly, it's like this conversation, a few others, I mentioned that Alan Watts, um, speech I heard and a few, but all these things are confirming me. Like, and honestly, my spirit is, is conflicted, but it's actually saying, I think to try meat again, uh, which is interesting. If you eat just a steak, this is a proposition. If then, because if you eat one steak, like you don't have to go and stop doing what you're doing. This is you, people get freaked out when it's like, they think we're suggesting to totally change a habit forget that if you eat a steak i bet you will feel a surge of energy truthfully i bet you will feel good and i bet this conflict your soul will tell you hey i've been missing this whatever this magic is involved in red meat yeah i wanted it and if you're old blood type and you you might be it's very likely it's the most common blood type then i don't think you can live without heme iron and I'm old blood type, and I've been asking people about their blood types for a number of years, and it's just kind of without a doubt. The people that I know are old blood type, they just don't last. They last way less. Some people with AB, this is speculative, but this is just what I've noticed, and this is kind of what other people say too. The A's and B's, mm-hmm. they can do fairly well on a, on a very mixed diet, on a very omnivorous diet. The O's seem to do quite terribly on that. Uh, you, you mentioned some confusion, like specific yeah. foods for specific people. Well, let's wrap this up, and let's kind of Let's kind of close this up on this because I think your case is easy. I think you're missing minerals and meat, truthfully, and red meat. And I don't mean you need it every day or a lot of it. I mean, you need a, probably a little bit of it regularly. And so it, I pretty much just live on it. It's the only thing I crave. It might sound weird, but I crave blood. Blood soup <laughs> is the most intense thing I've ever eaten. Is You know, I've, we had a, a store in Windsor. And next to us was the little Filipino restaurant. They make blood soup. Spanish dish too. It's called Dinaguan. And I mean, I just like the burger story and like, I'm not even vegetarian. I, I mean, regular animal products. I'm feeling good. Right. As soon as I got introduced to blo- bone soup, it, it, sorry, blood soup, it was like a drug. Right. It, it was, it was insane. So I'm not saying you need a lot of it. I'm saying you could use it like a supplement. You, you can get liver capsules, right? You can go outside of North Carolina, south, outside of Greenville, and you could find a good source of meat. So you could buy yourself a big chunk of it. 
You could buy some bones. Either way, even nice organic bones are not going to cost that much. You can buy marrow. You can buy just straight marrow. The liver is extremely cheap, right? People are going to say just like tuna that, oh, the liver's got lots of metals in it. Well, people seem to feel incredible when they eat these things, right? There's a mm-hmm. recent hype about tuna going on and boosting testosterone. I believe it for these reasons. There is something about these, uh, these more dense meats, not okay. lean meats, dense meats. So and would you suggest you a, world, a, a couple world times a week kind of and thing so these, or, um, you know, once a day get a get. I mean, what, what would you suggest? Especially cons- okay. And I would suggest one and see how you feel. Quite honestly, you'll probably feel incredible and you'll probably want another one probably pretty soon after. And it would not be unimaginable for you to yeah. really just go on a kind of a, a little red meat binge for a minute. If you feel like it, listen to your body, right? We call it the seafood diet. We mentioned this too, by the way. I don't think everybody needs specific proteins. I think the way that the longest lived people live is quite a simple way. They don't tend to eat a lot of proteins, a huge variety of proteins. They tend to eat what grows around them. And they, since they eat it most of their mm-hmm. life, I mean, it's going to be real hard to be allergic to rice and beans in the jungle or whatever they're eating. You know, you're not going to be allergic to plantains. It's just, I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I don't think that happens, right? So I think in our world, most of the food sensitivities are because of food. You got a messed up digestive system. You're going to have more food intolerances. You mentioned earlier that now your body speaks to you more directly. That's common too. People think, well, when I get better, when I get nourished, when I feel better, when I look better, I should be able to tolerate more food for some reason. They mm-hmm. come up with this theory. It's not true. When you clean your body out, your body will speak to you more directly. And they will tell you, I don't like this. Right. And it will make up symptoms. It might have given you the iron stomach before because it can't afford to have a headache 24-7 might suppress some of them, do its best to suppress some of the pain. And when you put in chips now and you haven't had them for six months, it's not going to suppress the pain. It's going to amplify the pain and tell you, don't do that. Don't do that. You should know better, right? You should be communicating with your, with your gut in this way. And that's good. So uh, the blood type diet thing, I mean, it's very, very complicated. There's only a few things that I think have any residence. And okay. the only reason that I focus on O blood type is because it's the only one that's really singled out for needing red meat. I would go as far as to say that meat has the power to heal on its own. And many people say that. Many keto people are out there saying, using these words. The Weston A. Price Foundation, they're using these words. That, and this is red meat we're talking about. And I truly believe it. I've actually witnessed it. It's something that supplements really cannot do. You can give supplements to someone and they can get some kind of an effect. Sure, they might be like, oh, I feel something. But it's nothing like giving them a steak. A rare or medium rare steak. Mm-hmm nothing compares it if you haven't had it in a while there's nothing like the buzz truthfully there's nothing to match it bone soup you'd have to drink a lot of bone soup to get a similar effect and it's good but it's it's not the same nothing matches it so that's like medicinal on its own the rest is just the minerals your case is so easy you just have the minerals that's the missing piece really if your your body's obviously still hungry for things (laughs) that's exactly what i would say it's hungry for i guarantee you're not low in vitamins looks like you got enough vitamins right Okay. It's okay. the it's the minerals and probably um, the meat, so you think supplement um, other you know, than kind of to talk capsules. through my specifics a little. Um, the like the fuck the hemorrhoid thing and this weird like itch on my back and like some of these other like skin you know the little rash I showed you and like some of these other things like you think that'll kind of just clear up on its own sort of so to speak. The rashes, the cysts, the bumps of any kind, anywhere on the body, it's most likely going to have something to do with blood sugar. I suspect blood sugar already, and I don't suspect it being mainly a well, food thing. Although you mentioned, I wanted to say stuff, too, so um, the gluten's the whole list. I noticed the correlation of all this happening. Um, 
it was weird. So I was, I was living in Sweden and, um, and had this, like, I mean, it, it's such an amazing place. And I was like on such a high frequency and vibe and like, was still actually eating meat at that point. But like, for instance, there in Sweden, um, a, a burger at McDonald's is better than any burger you can get at any restaurant in America. You know what I mean? So it's just like the standards and the practices are completely different. Um, but for instance, I was still eating meat there. And then when I got home, uh, unfortunately I experienced a, a horrific tragedy where my, my dog was killed when I was living in Sweden and, and it, you know, broke my heart, shattered my spirit, all the shit. And, um, oh, no. that is about the same exact time when I stopped eating meat. And then it was like, I slowly kind of stopped eating the meat, you know? And then, but like, I, I, I remember it, it's the same exact timing of when, the dog died. I sort of stopped eating meat and then the hemorrhoid came and like, I couldn't, I can't get rid of it. It's crazy. It's like, go the fuck away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it won't go. Um, pardon my French, but. Uh... <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's connect blood sugar to this. One of the things we say to a, like, if someone has a sugar craving, very likely they have blood sugar problem. You eat sugar, it contributes to the blood sugar problem. So to get around that, we say that you can eat protein or you can eat minerals. The most effective protein, of course, is going to be the, the red or anything with the heme iron in it. I'm just calling it red meat. But so I'm, I'm saying that some people with symptoms like cold hands and feet, for example, that's a blood sugar problem. You could be on all the minerals. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that one heme iron, you're probably still going to be a little bit cold, right? The When... I asked Dr. Wallach about this a long time ago. I said, Dr. Wallach, I'm still, my hands and, and stuff are still cold. You know, I'm taking my 90. I'm even taking the Sweeties blood sugar support. And he said, well, what do you eat for breakfast? Right. And he didn't ask me that question. We were eating breakfast. He saw me eating, right. he saw me drinking coffee and he was eating eggs. And he said, you should be having what I'm having. That's what he said. So the protein, meat, heme iron, whatever, whatever it is. It'll probably help you an awful lot on your immediate direct symptoms that has to do with whatever, any bumps anywhere in the body. Again, I'm just assuming there's a blood sugar problem and I'm assuming that more protein in general, but not just general protein. I'm assuming that more re red meat in general is going to be sort of a magic bullet for that. And then any vascular problem, any vein problem is going to have a mineral deficiency component as well. Very likely digestion as well. That's more directly mineral deficiency. So that's just, we just dump in the minerals. And we just let time sit on that. You're already taking selenium, you mentioned, uh, especially okay. if it's the amino acid version, selenomethothionine, then that's the, that's the best version. I don't know how okay. much you're taking. You can go on and take all the way up to a milligram. Seriously, that's a lot. So you, you, can, you can dump selenium in. Hopefully it's got copper in it, that product, but okay. add some version of what I recommended to you, the budget pack, because it's a, it's a liquid way to dump in the minerals. That's what, that's what the body needs to have the elastic tissues basically all the other stuff involved in veins and elastic elastic tissues these are just like the vitamin c's and stuff like i know you're not low on vitamin c i don't i don't suspect that at all so you, i think you have everything else that's present i think you should add in if you haven't already the bone soup or some source of connective tissue we do sell it in supplement form we do take lengths to you know ensure good sources and all that kind of right. stuff. It's not just cheapest cows being killed in a horrible way or something. I hope, I hope that's not the case. I hope we're doing a good job, but uh, nonetheless, it can be supplemented and it can be eaten. Uh, gelatin, just buying gelatin at the grocery store. It's, you just, you'll pay more to do it that way. 
and bone soup is the cheapest possible way to do it, in my opinion. And even when you are eating things like chicken, I kind of said chicken's useless because usually we're talking about chicken muscle. I don't care about chicken muscle. All I really crave is the dark meat and the bones. You know, if there's a, if I have a whole chicken in my hand, I'm going to flip it over and eat the spine because I just... I crave it. I've learned to listen to it. And I know it sounds bad for some people, especially when we've been brought into this. Well, all the things you mentioned, like well, I, I mean, don't want to kill animals. I get it. I sound like a savage the way I'm talking, but I spoke exactly like you did before. And I've just learned to hear what my body wants. It wants the spine. It wants the blood. It doesn't right. care. Because, I mean, you yourself went through especially this exact the artificially thing, right? I mean, you went a long time. years vegan, vegetarian <laughs> you know? as well, right? Right. Yep. Yeah, but when I stopped, first of all, by the way, my hair came back, right? I like to say that sometimes. My hair came back pretty much instantly, and the color came back and all that stuff. And it's 10 years later now, and I still have the odd gray here and there, and that's it, you know? But it's it's very much under control. Right. My my mood very much got under control very quickly when I – and that was just by adding eggs back in, right? So I stopped being vegan. I didn't just go into eating meat. I just added eggs and little things, you know? And I came back to Canada, I was kind of on the road, and if somebody made me a meal with meat in it, I would eat it, that kind of thing. And it just became crazy obvious that it was meat that I wanted. As soon as I allowed myself to eat that meat without morally berating myself, right, and without thinking that I'm a bad person for eating meat, and it was, it was steak, it just changed, changed me, man, it changed, I didn't realize how low it got, right, I didn't realize how out of touch with my own body well, that I'd become I'd like to say this too because I, I truly feel all these things I wasn't on the 90s in the same ways either. as feminism and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, climate change and all these things have been hijacked I feel veganism has been hijacked and that it's obviously there's horrific animal practices obviously that you know the 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 like you said some of the crazy shit environmentally this is doing is obvious this is all real stuff but in the same sense, now you look like basically the way I kind of just in a very simple term is anything the mainstream's pushing, do the opposite, right? Like so now it's now it's vegan everywhere. And now it's all this it, like I said, I started to look into what these Beyond Burgers were and Absolutely. what all this stuff is. And it's just like, oh man, like I'm telling people now to eat the eat the bur- eat the eat the cow over that, you know, and I'm a vegan and I don't eat it myself. But like it's so I, I do feel that and I feel that there's this push to destroy agriculture and to destroy the old way and to destroy the old farming systems and to make us all reliant on this shit. And I think that's a big factor of it. So that's another thing I've been soul considering is I do really feel there's this push to like eliminate that and make us even more reliant on on it so i don't know well you're talking about a campaign to confuse or um, subvert some of the most conscious people on earth right so uh, this is why climate change appeals to smart people it appears to it appeals to caring people you know we want to care about the earth we do feel duty and responsibility and we you know, smarter people are more likely to take responsibility in their life and all this stuff. They want to take responsibility for the world, too. This is where this comes from. But yeah, I do think it's a way to control us in the con- I'm also kind of like a conspiracy guy on some of my accounts. And I know that we're deliberately fed misinformation. We're deliberately given conspiracies that don't exist to make us look crazy or confuse the situation too. or something. There are legitimate people that are there just to spread disinformation. So could that could that happen with something like veganism? I 100% think so. 
because exactly like you said, I've said these exact same words. This is mainstream. Right, right. People are like, what they want us eating meat. I'm like, no, they don't. They want us vegan, apparently. Yeah. Is all I see from the mainstream. I don't watch TV and stuff, but if I catch a glimpse of it, it seems to be pushing veganism on me. And when I grew up, when you grew up, we're the same age. There was no such thing as vegan. This is a very, very, very new thing. It was vegetarian. The hippies were vegetarian. Right. The woke people were vegetarians. You know what I mean? The Sebbies and the such. This, is, this was vegetarian. Is the way we heard it. Even the way I first heard the word plant-based. I think it was 2009. Plant-based started coming around. It didn't mean vegan. It, mean, it meant mostly plants. The people were out there saying it. This means mostly plants. But the word mostly is critical. If one steak right. a week, and I mean, to, to life, my understanding too, is, I mean, that, that is what blue the zones are. They're ninety, ninety-five percent plant-based, right? And then they're adding, sure, sure, but so, but primarily, they're they're still doing mostly this, but then they're adding. If you're just the adding up the weight well. and totaling it up, well, I mean, that's only true in some of them. In places okay, like the Hunter Valley, that okay. they're majority of their calories the far majority of their calories is from animal they have they survive off animals they're high altitude you know same in the georgian mountains like they're not eating plants (laughs) right (laughs) Right. again i'm I'm in a similar climate this is a subarctic climate you want me to live off plants i'd be like what right what am i gonna eat we had a terrible berry season this year i'm gonna die without those berries you know what i mean it's the only nutritionally (laughs) dense source of food that i could even come up with what i'm gonna eat the the roots Makes of cat's tails or something Makes like nothing grows up here. These are all needle trees. So a lot, a lot of these places is very, very sparse calories. I also I mentioned Costa Rica. Okay. We grow plantains and avocados. People think this is a paradise by the way. Like, and they grow avocados in Sydney, Australia too, in the park. But when they're ripe, you're probably not going to get any, you know, what, when the avocados <laughs> right. are ripe in Costa Rica, you better get there that morning. Cause everybody else knows this too. They've been watching that tree too. You know, and uh, seriously, those kids are going up the tree and you're not going to have many avocados left. Same with the coconuts. You got to <laughs> you got to actually physically exert energy to go up that tree. You ever tried to get a coconut out of a tree? Huge job. Huge job. Very hard to do. And if you catch one on the ground, you got minutes before the bugs are getting it. And you don't want to eat it. Right. Minutes before it starts to go bad. And too many bugs get it too quick. It's no good. So what do they do in the jungle? They have abundant plant life. It's tropical plantains grow and such number one a lot of the stuff is rotational it's not just ripe all the time right Some, a lot of stuff is once a year you get it they do have seasons there's a wet season and a dry season you can't just pick everything all year round so you know the plate isn't full all year round you have to also know all these different things what types of plants are ripe at certain times of years and it keeps variety in your life it keeps a variety of nutrients it keeps a variety of medicinal plant compounds because you're changing it up Right? We don't recommend taking one herb forever for the rest right. of your life. Switch it up. Take some different herbs. See how, see how they help you out. We don't even know how this stuff works, truthfully, at, at the bottom line. So b- bottom line here, they might eat rice and beans and stuff, but th- the main part of the meal that is satisfying them is the fish or the meat, the something meat. And they treat their animals seriously. Right? They, they slaughter the cow. They use as much of it as they can, but they, they by no means avoid meat. Right. If they could afford more meat, they'd buy more meat. They'll take special trips out to the city to go and buy meats. You know, like uh, it's highly prized. Same with the cheeses. And they got all everywhere. Every every one of these populations has their own special cheeses, too. And they're usually super good. 
super delicious, super filling. And you can forget the rice and the beans is just filler. It's barely even filler because they're not even eating that much of it. It really is the meat that's important. So when they're saying this whole 90% thing, like, I don't know, (laughs) right? I I just don't know what it means. And I don't know. uh, That makes a lot of sense. Why we're even. So what uh, what animals would you suggest for my So remarkably different. Okay. Well, you're in America. It's easy to get an organic cow. It'll be easy to get an organic cow. Um, maybe you could get a buffalo, right? It's a little bit meaner, uh, leaner, but um, buffalo farms just tend to treat their animals really, really well. And so same with goats. Uh, it's not that goats are universally treated well. Mm-hmm. I just think that uh, goats aren't as easily crammed in as cows and chickens. You can slam a lot of pigs and cows and chickens together. It's easy to avoid pig, by the way. You don't, you don't really need it. I'm not claiming there's much value in the white meats. Chicken would be better because when you get the chicken, you at least get the bones. And you can just eat those bones directly. You could eat almost an entire chicken. If, you just, if it's a roasted chicken or whatever, boiled, any, whatever, you can eat most of the chicken. You should be left with four small okay. stubs that are about an inch long, two inches long on the bigger bones, the leg bones. And that's it. The rest of the chicken you can you can eat with your own teeth, and that's connected tissues, bones. So it's extra value. Right. There's more value in the skin and the bones of the chicken than there is in the meat. So buying pig meat doesn't help because you don't get pig bones. Okay, pig bones are too big to eat. You have to grind them up. It's a lot of work. So I recommend beef or a whole chicken. Like if okay. you're eating a chicken, eat the whole chicken. Don't even worry about the white meat if you want to avoid anything. Forget about the white meat. Eat the skin. Eat the bones. All that. That stuff on the bottom of the pan or even the container from a grocery store, all that jelly stuff, that's all gelatin connective tissue. You can eat that with a spoon. Once you tell your body these things and you just go nuts on the skin and the bones, you really will. You'll end up with a plate of meat that you don't want to eat. Okay. You'll be like, wow, I'm just incredibly Um, satisfied by this. One thing I for sure wanted to ask on uh, the herpes shit. Well, herpes, I just wrote about this too in my book, by the way. All the H viruses are weird. But HSV specifically, almost everybody's going to have herpes antibodies in them. Almost everybody, if they go get tested for herpes antibodies, are going to have them. But pretty much everybody's able to get a cold sore too, you know. And there is no concrete correlation, basically. Even the medical world says that you need to be unhealthy to show signs of it. Meaning right. the huge majority of people with HSV antibodies, and I assume that I do because it's more than 50%. Of adults in the Western world have this. So it's less, I can't quote the number. I don't want to make up a number. It's much less okay. than 5% to my knowledge of the population with the antibodies actually shows any symptoms at any given time. So even if it was 90% or whatever, it still would show that you have to be unhealthy in some way to show symptoms. Now, with an, a mineral deficiency, it's going to have, be an immune problem. All, all these minerals that come up again and again. They have this huge web and it adds up to the immune system, basically. So I already kind of said your case is pretty easy. The recommendation isn't that strong. (laughs) We just want a serious dose of minerals. And I'm reckoning that a steak will change your life. So or from the, or, so or, from or all both. this, again, because you know, like, it, um, you know I'm it isn't that much more like, complicated God, than that, like, to tell you the truth. I sh- quote unquote, if all this worked, I should be, this shouldn't be here, right? <laughs> so and it and it's not working so um yeah i mean they're right <laughs> right yeah that's our business that's our whole business right we're the end of the line in the health world 
we're so you so you're with people so you says, suspect yeah, tried, um, tried and again like my plans obviously i am at a point where you know like to the, sort of happened. switch away from the 40 bottles as you mentioned and and try y'all stuff i've been wanting to for a long time in fact but um with that and, and maybe add in this meeting, you, you suspect that these kind of three kind of critical issues I'm dealing with, this hemorrhoid, the herpes, and this back weird itch thing that I have no idea what that is either. It's just like, feels like a parasite or a, you know, I know you talked about, you didn't, you weren't quite sure either on that one, but um, so you, you suspect a lot of that would just. It's probably blood sugar. It's probably blood sugar with a blood sugar problem. Of any kind, this is going to mean that your internal environment is off. Whenever the internal environment is off, digestion, whatever, it's going to promote the, encourage the growth of bad bacteria, fungus. So anything where you see an itch, rash, anything, this is going to be some kind of a fungal problem. I'm connecting it, in your case, directly to the blood sugar. Probably is eating gluten a little bit here and there, too. That will add up to this whole thing. But inevitably, you're going to need the minerals at this point to get rid of it. You already do fasting, so you just keep fasting. Intermittent okay. fasting is great. If you already have diatomaceous earth, use that. Continue using it. I would use that every day for three months, and okay. you could do it. You could do that three times a day, strong dose three times a day. And quite honestly, you shouldn't really need anything more than that. You'll need the ninety essential nutrients for the immune for the immune system, anyways, which is needed to ultimately to yeah. battle off whatever the infection is. I'm putting infection in quote here because this is just an overrun colony. Where I do think we always have fungus and bacteria and all this stuff in us. And we can get overrun by the bad stuff if our internal environment is off. The other thing, varicose veins, basically, a hemorrhoid is just a varicose vein in a funny place. I've seen them go away extremely quickly, excessively quickly. And the fastest I've ever seen it done is in someone who's just like you, basically, my buddy, who's doing everything else. And he's a 40, 40, I'm taking 40 product kind of guy, but he's not on the 90 essential nutrients. He's not on Dr. Wallach's mineral formulas. All we did was add that in and then went away. Boom didn't change anything else and by the way he right. he was on frequency tuning distance stuff too like he knew us from the store so this guy's he already knows about frequency he lives in the country he eats clean yeah that i mean that's good just he like looks me. good um, for his age he so looks that's, good He's okay great. cool awesome man but he had um, this problem because it's a mineral deficiency right if you weighed 250 pounds i'd be like okay well, you probably yeah. got a while you got to get you probably got to get rid of the belly before you're going to get rid of the veins but it's going to It'll all happen at once. In your case, no. Okay. I think you'll, you should expect a quite, a quite good result. The itch should go away if you get rid of the gluten completely. I'm going to say that. If you just get rid of gluten completely, you probably stop an ongoing problem, whatever that is. That's probably the hardened source of it. And you probably don't need to do anything more than that for that. But if you do add diatomaceous earth in for 90 days, that's kind yeah. of the, that's a pretty heavy hammer. And you're already taking so many herbs. Many of those are antimicrobial. So... That's already helping you out, and that's not enough to do the job on its own, anyways. So if you do the other stuff now, you're already fasting. Keep doing I, I, it. Add that's the one thing I actually don't do. Serious is the dose, di- if not, if you're doing it, if you are, sure. keep doing it. And like I said, I, I've been, my body's that's been it. telling me to do an extended fast as well. Um, I just haven't, um, I just haven't really done it. Like for instance, I I did a. Um, and again, it was off y'all's suggestions on, on things I'd seen, but I, I, I did like a last month, a, um, like a nine day juice cleanse and then ended it with two days of bone broth soup. And that was the first time I had kind of brought the bone broth back in and, and I actually really liked it and it was tasted great and, uh, it resonated fine. And, 
Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I, like I said, man, I, I think, uh, I think this is the way, um, So would you, you can suggest, fast with dietitian um, too because there's nothing being digested at all, right? It's basically like to, just to try to kick this shit even through. harder, right? Like mixing in a big fast or a, like juice cleanse and fast, then meat, meat, juice. What would be the order of operations you try here? Well, the meat's not carbs, right? The, so you can. This is another one of the reasons, right, like. Right. I pretty much eat keto. Like if you leave me alone, especially like I live with a sh- an excellent chef. So like he's cooking all kinds of things, but I'm still saying, you know, keep the greens right. away. Keep, make sure there's no rice, you know, we, pasta here and there. But if you leave me alone, I'm just going to eat steak pretty much every day. And I, I have had serious fungal problems. And this is one of the ways I got rid of it. Killing out carbs completely for a while. A while could mean 90 days. It could mean six months. Cause the problem is, and I've dealt right. with people who are exactly. trying to get rid of serious infections like fungal or candida the problem is if you eat one chocolate bar it can come back right and if it's not done so making sure that the fire is completely out before you leave the campsite this is critical here and that's where the diatomaceous comes in because chances are if you do diatomaceous earth two heaping tablespoons twice three times a day for one month it's probably not gonna have a problem if you've been gluten-free that whole time and sugar-free the whole time forget about fasting if you've just been gluten-free and sugar-free and doing diatomaceous earth, it's probably dead. But we'd still say to do it for 90 days anyways, just to 100% make sure that it's gone. Your case, didn't, obviously, right, it doesn't look right. that bad, by the way. I have personally had really, really okay. bad fungal infections. Like, I wanted to cut my fingers off kind of thing. You know, so it's a heavy fasting carb. Okay, sugar perfect, free. man. Um, the, the minerals will absolutely help kick your I think we covered most of it. This has been an amazing conversation. I appreciate your time. I know you it's probably a little more than you normally do. Um, so to order with you guys do you got would you make me a package up kind of thing and you know obviously i'm at a point where i truly believe to spend a thousand or two dollars on this stuff a year is far worth your investment you know uh in the long run so yeah i'm I'm, you know i'm I'm ready to rock on this um for sure Well, the recommendation that I sent you, um, I kind of automatically, like I said, I would include an extra bottle of minerals. I try to do that on every order. The prices make sense where you're pretty much, you're just paying wholesale. And since I'm doing it, I'm able to throw in the bottle of minerals. Now, even though you're the type of guy who would be an excellent candidate for me to pitch a mega pack to, I just feel that doing it in a liquid concentrated form is better for you right now because that really is all you need. You know, since you are doing everything else, like the mega packet has extra products in it and stuff, but like you already got selenium and you know, I just, I'm not really filling in much that isn't there already. I I don't think our detox is what you need right now. Like it'd be a good idea, but it just, I don't think that's the core of the problem here. Right. The the, the detox could help a lot with with the fungal infection, but this other stuff we said is, is probably going to do it hundred percent gluten-free diatomaceous earth you're already fasting okay because that's what i was gonna thousand percent the... away from sugar keep taking all the products again I'm, i add in the 90 i've got all these and, and i I've, obviously sure. they're very trusted products so i i very careful of what i get and who's doing what and their practices but again i sort of trust y'all's over anyone else's right so the my question is should i like you said 
keep buying all this other stuff and using that or just put put the money with you guys use it up no i would say just yeah use what you've already got when people come to us and they've already got products in some cases i might be like yeah maybe you don't want to take that product if it's just like a magnesium product for example i probably wouldn't recommend it because we're, okay. we're recommending a specific dose a ratio of calcium to magnesium so we'd say no but everything that you showed me is it's fine you could take all of that it doesn't compete with what we have it doesn't conflict with what we have if anything it will enhance it right a bunch of the stuff you're taking is right, medicinal right. that should help you know especially uh, any of the mushroom extracts and stuff this is all already known to be antimicrobial so you got any any kind of and you, you have a very very minor microbial problem if that's the case probably more likely just directly blood sugar either way i think that's excellent yeah. to keep doing you don't need to keep buying it there's some things let me just say like colloidal silver right you know I, we don't need to buy it from our company i know a guy who makes it i'd kind of rather buy it off him you know but generally for the 90 essential nutrients we're just not there's nothing that can compete in it so there's no point right like a even if you went to the gnc in america or whatever the b complex Right, that could possibly compete with one of our products. It costs the same as the product as the product that we have with all the other nutrients in it. You okay, know, so, so just use there it isn't up. Really, a comparison. Yep. I wouldn't buy them again, but absolutely, it should even just help you in in the meantime. That's right. why I'm not right. upselling you because okay. you already got the upsell. Kind of, <laughs> totally. So like use up what I got, but then car with I'll get what I need. You know? Obviously, from sticking with you so guys I just from here the on motor. Out. Okay. Well, you'll notice another thing too. Let's just, yeah. we'll finish the conversation off on this too. There's some things, for example, like cinnamon. Do you use cinnamon? It's good for blood sugar. We kind of know it's good for blood sugar. But we also need, you need, we also know you need essential minerals for healthy blood sugar. But we right. know cinnamon helps it. So rather than having a cinnamon product, just kind of the equivalent of what you got, right? You got a bunch of different specific products. Young, young Javity and Dr. Wallach, I mean, Dr. Wallach started the company. The company's maintained this kind of intelligence that when they make a product that's, you know, it's advertising itself to support one function. It throws the herbs in too, right? So our blood sugar support product, it has the, it has the herbs in it too. And it's got the cinnamon. It's got the other herbs in it too. You know, the regular products that we use, they have just a ton of ingredients in it because not only would it take right. you 40 bottles right. or more to try and add up the 90 essential nutrients, it'll take you another 40 bottles to try and get all the plant magic right. stuff, you know, that, that, that we throw in there, coenzyme Q10 and stuff that's not essential, but we still want it in right you can also go and pay 20 bucks for the coins on q10 on your own and that's not the practical way to do it so yeah the answer is we can okay. just we can supersede everything you do have and if you do want extra supportive Perfect, products man. first of all you shouldn't um, need that many okay of them. cool so yeah and if you, if you wouldn't all, mind kind of extra supportive products as well order uh like write up an order for me and i want to i want to pretty much get it right in um but the okay cool i mean do you have any other uh Anything else as we wrap up here? I mean, I, I, I love this conversation, man. This is this has been incredible. Um, yeah. I think this was an interesting recording. We covered a lot of stuff, yeah. quite honestly. It's not it's not just a consultation. And actually, we didn't even do a consultation here. But uh, yeah, I do man, think it's you, a good Thank you for your time. I'd, I'd love to do this again sometime. Like I said, I, I actually right I want to get this going and then maybe call. consider yeah, talking, distribu uh, being a distributor as well. So maybe we have a few more conversations later. Um, 
but um yeah man seriously thank you so much you, the work you guys are doing and for free and, and it's just it's cool <laughs> i don't want to be too uh airy here but it is saving the world in lots of many ways like it or at least uh, adding things that the world needs so desperately and uh yeah you're doing amazing work man for real i, I, I want to get your new book and and uh all that other stuff too so uh again thank you for your time two hours is a long time so you 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 the man <laughs> you the man <laughs> well thank you jake i appreciate you well, too it's, it's happened and i know and we are doing happened, good work and, uh, and you're doing you know it my own family you know my father's recognized some different things and like it or not you know, whether you intend to or not it's hard to walk alone but then everyone starts looking at you once you're thriving and healthy and then they go oh what well, he's up to something um that last question too. Obviously, y'all recorded this, right? Can you can you send that to me? Because when I had to plug in the headphones, that it cut out my recording side. That'd be awesome, man. I'd really appreciate yep. that. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you again. Um, you're so you yep, ended up totally. you're heading to Texas, huh? Awesome. Cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Con- yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm considering a big move myself. I'm considering, Flor- ironically, yep. Florida, Texas, and Costa Rica, exactly maybe back when, to Scandinavia. I don't know. It's, all, it's such a bizarre world. That's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, man. Thank you so much. Um, you guys have I've a great rest of your day. Thank too, you again. It was it was a fantastic world, conversation. So there's Ryan. more to say, but next time, look forward to it. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it. We'll Thanks, talk Ryan. to you soon, man. Bye. I'll send you the follow-up information on Instagram.